Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Hello, Healthcare Experience Matters podcast listeners. Today joining us is Laura Burnside. She is the Senior Vice President, Chief Experience Officer with JPS Health Network, and she is in Dallas, Texas, joining us today. Laura, um, before we begin, I would just like to have you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your professional background and, and what your current role with JPS Health Network is all about. Sure. Thank you so much, Casey. I appreciate the opportunity to be here, and I'm really honored um, to spend some time with you today and and to get to share a little bit about what we've been doing. I have been in healthcare for about 25 years, which is very, very hard to even believe, and have spent my entire career in a um, people-centered way. So whether that be as part of my human resources background, which I've spent about 13 years of my career doing, um, or patient experience, which I've been in for, like I said, a couple of decades at this point in time, um, I really have learned that engagement matters. And that whether it's with patients, it's with employees, or it's with physicians, it matters. And so most of my career, if not all of my career, has been spent really focused in that people-first, people-centered way in order to help people feel valued and honored and allow them to give their best when they come into work. Well, today we're going to be discussing what patient experience excellence looks like. So I want to hear a little bit more. Before I move on to that, I just want to ask a little bit more about the JPS Health Network. Can you give us a little background on some of the size and scope of what we're talking about? Sure. So JPS is the public hospital in Tarrant County, Texas. So we serve Fort Worth and the surrounding areas within Tarrant County. And um, we have about 7,200 employees here. We have about 1.2 million patient encounters a year, and we're about a $1.2 billion um, industry. We have one hospital, multiple clinics. Um, We're the largest behavioral health provider in North Texas. Excellent. I want to know, first and foremost, why you love coming to your job every day? What fuels your passion for this line of work? Sure. You know, honestly, when I think back on my entire career, it really is about helping people find their passion. It's about um, finding the purpose and helping people remember why they went into this in the first place. Especially now, as hard as healthcare is, it's time for people to really remember why they did this and what is it about healthcare that really, you know, kind of lights their fire. And that's what lights the fire in my belly. So allowing everybody who walks through our door, whether they're an employee, whether they're a patient, whether they are um, coming here to visit a loved one, we want every single person who walks through our doors to feel valued and honored and that they are being cared for in an individualized way, which is what every single person wants. So we have spent about a dozen years or so creating that space here at the hospital. And throughout my career, I've done that in a couple of hundred places around the country, actually. Oh, wow. So then you are very well qualified to answer this next question, which I am just going to ask you to describe what patient experience excellence kind of looks like in your view. (laughs) 
you know, it's such a moving target these days. Um, who we are in healthcare today is so different than who we were two years ago or two and a half years ago, even. So, you know, as we think about what is what's the constant. And then what's the um, the change, right? So um, the constant is that it's always been about kindness and compassion and really listening and explaining and making sure that we're taking time to really understand what uh, worries and concerns are for our patients. And then making sure that we tailor our interventions or the tactics that we're using to meet those worries or concerns, eliminate those decrease anxiety, which nobody comes to the hospital going, oh, I think that's a good, you know, outing for the day. Um, You know, I I joke all the time with everyone here and I say, you know, nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, I think today's a great day for a colonoscopy. Um, You know, we just don't do that. And so we've got to remember that when people walk through our doors, there's really one of two things on their mind. One is, is there going to be a diagnosis? And the other is, can they find a cure? And so when you're in that space with patients and they're anxious and they're concerned and they're worried, our job as healthcare professionals is to make sure that we are doing everything that we possibly can to eliminate and alleviate those anxieties, worries, and concerns. So that's always been the same. That's not different today. What is different is um, I can't say that through the pandemic, healthcare in general was able to really hold on to all of the things that happened over the course of time, um, meaning all of the improvement methods. And here's why I say that. When you look at national data, when it comes to patient experience, it's declining. So everyone um, has focused on this for years and years and years, but there was not a sticking point whenever crisis hit. So what we've been working on here is making sure that those basic fundamentals are in place that allow us to have excellence. And I'll describe what those are in just a moment. But first and foremost, understanding what um, is most important to people when they walk through our doors. So that being said, um, things, the basics, again, kind of the constant is we've got to do things like bedside shift report. We've, you know, handing over at the bedside for a patient so that they know who one caregiver is and who the next one coming on is. That hasn't changed either. We still need to communicate effectively with our patients so that they understand who's caring for them, what's happening, how long is it going to take, what kind of things do we need to communicate so that people's worries and concerns are eliminated. We still need to have some kind of communication mechanisms, whether it be in handouts or care boards or however we do those things. Um, And and so we've still got some of those constants. What's different, though, is that our expectations as a society for how fast things should happen and how convenient they are has changed. So in the last two or two and a half years, what we have seen is an increase in grocery delivery, an increase in food delivery. Gosh, I think I can if I order it right now, I can probably get it in a half an hour. Um, it, and that has changed. And so as those expectations have adjusted and shifted for America as a whole, if regardless of inter- industry, our healthcare um, delivery system is not set up that way. And so as a, um, as a consumer of products, 
my expectation is set based on how fast I get my food, how fast I get my groceries, or gosh, if I need to order something really fast, I can get on one of those delivery apps and probably get something here in the next few minutes. So as we think about excellence in patients' experience, what we've got to be thinking about is technology that helps us drive access, easy ways that people can actually get on and decide, I need to talk to a physician or I need to talk to a care provider, and here's how I can do that, and I can do it in a really easy way. Um, We've got to be able to adjust our fee schedules and mechanisms to be able to deliver quality care on demand, just like what we're getting in every other industry. And in those other industries, we pay little or no fee. We've got to be able to do something that's reasonably priced, that is quick and on demand, and something that allows us to um, be able to take care of the flexibility, the speed, um, all of the things that people are, are desiring at this point in time that we've never traditionally delivered in healthcare. So when you look at it, there's sort of this heart concept that's remained constant constant that can't change while at the same time what pa- what patients are believing is excellent care is going to be driven by again industry standard that they get as a consumer of any industry not just healthcare i hear you on that that is a very thorough and and logical response to that really tough question and so I want to move along now to some some of the challenges of providing this consistently excellent patient experience and maybe just some of the challenges of your day-to-day work, if you, if you want to speak to that as well. Sure. So, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, podcast that people is really what lights my fire and really what drives the, the reason I keep coming back every day. And the same thing that lights my fire is also the same thing that keeps me up at night. It's that um, people are um, in short supply these days. So, you know, as we're as we're seeing this, it's sort of this um, coin that's got two different sides to it. One on the employee and on the clinician side, we've got moral injury, we've got exhaustion, we've got a workforce that is challenged um, based on volumes and acuity and all of the things that are um, stressing the healthcare system these days. And through the pandemic, where we had high volume of contract labor, high volume of travelers, um, we began to see things change a little bit in the way that we operated. So, you know, early on, we didn't know anything about it. So we sort of pulled back and we said, if you don't have to be at the bedside, please, please don't be. And now I look back on that in hindsight and think, gosh, I wish I had done that differently, but we didn't. And, you know, again, we were trying to make the best decision that we could. Um, So we've got this care team that is struggling and wants to do the right thing because they're passionate. They came into healthcare to do the right thing. But at the same time, we've got um, patients who are sicker than they've ever been. They didn't want to come in for care. Their volume, so we've got high volumes, high acuity levels. They're very late in the stage of illness. And so we're seeing a lot more of um, disease or illness that we either can't treat or is very difficult to treat, which again is sort of exacerbating that moral injury for our care team. 
Um, we also have access that's been pushed out of a lot of the clinic type environment and pushed into the ER. Again, some of that because of acuity levels and some of it for convenience levels, going back to what we talked about a moment ago. And so we've complicated what was already a complicated situation. And we're not alone. You know, this hospital is no different than any other hospital or anyone else that I speak to about this. And so when we think about um, all of the challenges that we're all going through, when you look at moral injury and you look at exhaustion and turnover rates that are higher than they've ever been before, and um, people who are um, wanting something different, they want more flexibility, they want more um, uh, availability to spend time with their families. And you put all of this together and we're trying to sort through it right now. And I don't have any great answers for it, but I would say that I feel like we're on the precipice of change, significant change, and that we as healthcare leaders or as leaders in general have got to step back and say, if we're going to lead into the future, what we've done in the past is not going to work. And we're going to have to do that in a much more effective way as we go forward based on what people are wanting in general, whether that's patients or our employee base. Wow. So as we work towards wrapping up here, I want to ask you about um, how at the institutional level Mm -hmm. we can kind of go above and beyond when it comes to elevating the patient experience. Sure. So I would say, again, there's sort of some constants and then there's some newness um, to all of this. The constant is it has to be a priority from the board and the CEO level, period. Um, I've never seen it work if it's not a priority from from those um, individuals who function in those positions of um, authority over what um, is really viewed as an important priority for the organization. Um, I love the acronym ASK because I think that there's an importantness to this. So first, I would say we need to ask our patients what's important to them today, not what we found out before, but rather what's important today and for the future. This The um, S in ASK would be what's the story? What's your data telling you? What kind of demographic information can you look at to truly understand who you're serving? And when you start to look at things like age and gender and race and ethnicity and languages and religious preferences, the way that we provide care to to individuals, again, if we're going to provide individualized care, is different. So we got to figure out the story. So A, ask S, what's the story? And K, knowledge. We've got to equip our team members to be able to know what to do in these situations. So heavy, heavy emphasis on DEIB, heavy emphasis on training and development. Both of those, um, interestingly, are what employees are asking us for. So if we can provide those two elements, we're equipping them in a very different way. And that knowledge base begins to grow so that they can take care of our patients, valuing and honoring who they are and what they hope to experience when they walk through our doors. Another excellent, excellent response. Laura, tell us about employee engagement. Um, You know, we we talk a lot about that on this podcast. So if employees are not fully engaged, is it really still possible to provide a thriving patient experience? You know, there's always been research on this, well, for many decades now, where 
positive employee experience um, has a direct correlation to the way patients experience their care. That also is the same in every other industry, by the way. So when people love their job, they actually tend to show up to work as a whole person and they tend to give a little bit more. Um, I, I will speak for my experience in the last um, 10 years or so where I've worked in either public hospitals or pediatrics. And individuals who go into both of those types of medicine um, tend to love it because if you are like, oh, it's okay, you will go someplace else. And if you hate it, you won't stay because they're both really hard places. So when you think about the individual and the type of individual that comes into public health or pediatrics, they have a definite passion for that type of medicine. And so what we're finding here is that, you know, those employees who have, who love this type of um, patient population and who love this type of environment are still thriving and they're still doing what they need to do for our patients. I think the trick for us is to make sure that employees understand why they're here, that we can connect them constantly to the purpose of why they went into healthcare in the first place. And that we can make sure that they are feeling like I can make a difference because those are elements that are really important for employees today. And I think if we can get those three things right, we can at least begin to keep an elevation on the engagement levels of our employees that will keep that patient experience going. We've been lucky here that our engagement levels are really, really high. And so we're able to, um, you know, we've been able to maintain a high level throughout the pandemic. And um, we're actually in the engagement um, um, window now. So we'll see how, how that goes for us this year. But um, but yeah, I think there's definitely a, a direct correlation between those two, but reminding people why they went into healthcare. It's a calling, it's not a job. And so if we keep pulling people into that calling, then they tend to serve much differently and, and in a way that is much more engaging. You've been listening to Laura Burnside. She's a Senior Vice President, Chief Experience Officer with JPS Health Network in Dallas. And I just want to ask if there's anything else that we may have missed or any other added value that you want to bring to the conversation before we wrap it up. You know, I again, I just really appreciate um, having the opportunity to speak with you today and be able to share. I know we're all in this very pivotal pivotal phase right now. And it's really a movement, I think, that we're hitting in healthcare. Um, I really feel that shift happening. And it's our, again, I'm going to go back to, it's our responsibility as leaders to be able to create that space where people can thrive and, and give their best and be their best and come to work and come to receive care as their whole person. And if we can do that in a really effective way, um, while at the same time, paying attention to those who are coming through um, our workforce, which right now we have about 75 or 80% of our workforce, which is Gen Y or Gen Z, their view on life is very different than someone who's been in this for a long time. So if we can value the opinion of those coming in 
see things through a fresh pair of eyes, we'll be able to do to to do this work for a long period of time in a much better way. But it's going to really require us to be nimble, to be flexible, to not be afraid of change, to really rethink the way we're doing things and imagine what could an ideal state look like in these days. And if we will do that as healthcare leaders, the way that um, we adapt to that and um, change and the way that we adopt that change can actually help us um, lead our workforce into the future and take care better care of patients in the future. Laura Burnside, thank you so much for your time today. And yeah, we look forward to doing this again. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.